The Chosen is the first ever multi-season television series about the life of Jesus the Christ and the followers he chose. This is an independent account of that TV series brought to you by the Tally.life. Welcome to the unofficial Chosen broadcast. And welcome to the unofficial Chosen broadcast. It's episode two, our second episode. It's your old mate DJ Payne here hosting the show. And with me, as always, my fellow traveller through this Chosen TV series, I've got Evan, a.k.a. The Prophet. Welcome, buddy. Thank you for having me once again. How you doing, everybody? I, I'm, I'm very, very excited because episode one has gone out there. Uh, last week, uh, you know, exactly how we designed it. It's gone out on the, as a live show on the telly radio station. And then a few days later uh, on a Monday, it's gone out as a podcast episode. So people can download it and subscribe. Very exciting. Number one piece of feedback that everybody's getting back to me about. Who's this prophet guy? This guy seems like a really cool guy. <laughs> I, I, and I, oh, good. I thought, I thought it was going to be, who is nah. this fella, man? What are you doing? <laughs> no, it's completely the opposite. They're like, hey, enough of you, DJ. How about we get more of this other guy on there? He seems like a really nice guy. So uh, you've you've got a, you've already, we're only up to episode two and you've already got a growing fan base there, Ev. Oh, come on. I've, I've, won, <laughs> I've won the people over. <laughs> I don't, but uh, you know why? You know why I, I think it is? It's because... I didn't realize you are the are the main you're going to be the main character of this podcast because so many people have not watched the chosen yet. Nice. So there has been a lot of people who got back to me and the reason why they're loving you is cuz they're like, "Oh, that's like me. I haven't seen the chosen yet." Come on. So you're you're really going to be playing the game for them, you know. They're really going to be living their life through I you. I am the ambassador for people who have waited too long <laughs> to jump on the bandwagon. Oh mate, no, they didn't want to be on a bandwagon and are making their yeah, own yeah. informed decision on a show. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. They're finally there and they're finally like, okay, well, if if you guys are doing it. So welcome. Hopefully you're one of these many people who are joining us on this trip and you've waited for some reason, you've waited all this time to get involved in The Chosen. It's the, the time is now. Join us. We're going to do it. We're finally, we're finally going to get into this episode is all going to be about uh, season one episode one the actual episode is called i have called you by name that's the title of the episode and we're going to get into it we're going to get into it in just a moment but uh, this is as as we're making up this show as we go if one thing uh, you know and we have we don't we never talk about anything beforehand you're game for whatever i'm game for whatever i've got a rough idea what what we're going to do we just jump in and go ahead one 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 thing i'm trying to work out as we go how do we talk about all the news and the stuff around the chosen on the chosen podcast or like what we're doing now the chosen the unofficial chosen broadcast because there's uh, in the week that we've done episode between episode 1 Last, last week and this week, there has been a ton of news about the Chosen television series. Come on. Things are still moving. There's merch now. Yeah. So do we do we just talk about it? Do we cover it? Is this something that we want to talk about on the show? Or am I going to be spoiling it for you if I talk about stuff that's coming up? Is there, is there a way to do it 
without the spoilers. Yeah, I can do it without the spoilers. We have Maybe the technology. I could be, we, ha- we, we can totally do I it. I could be like the toddler that puts his earmuffs on when, <laughs> when Uncle DJ is saying an inappropriate joke. No, I, I, I'm not um, going to do any spoilers. There'll never be any spoilers. We want to go with it as we go, as you experience it for the time, first time. But... Uh, um, one of our favourite people uh, in the world, Dallas Jenkins. You're uh... Dallas Jenkins, <laughs> <laughs> not the saxophone player, <laughs> but the wonderful, the wonderful Dallas. Dal- and I found out, I found out this week that his middle name is Lawrence. Oh, and so it makes this it- <laughs> just gets better and better. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas Lawrence Jenkins, uh, he the guy, the the man behind the uh, the behind the chosen. He's given us uh, a massive amount of uh, news that we'll, we we might cover it over the next few weeks. Basically, about a coming Christmas special, some news about um, season three, uh, some news about building that they're doing to to get ready for season three that will begin filming next year. So, uh, you know, we want to cover some of the chosen news around what's going on, you know, around the chosen culture and stuff like that. But we might just drip feed it as we go, because really at this early stage of the show, we really want to get in and start talking about the actual show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely yeah. going to struggle to stick to one episode yeah. a week. After my first experience, which we'll, we'll get into, this I'm going to struggle, man. This is why. This is why. This is why. You know, I brought you on. Okay, so before we go to our first break, let's just confirm, like, because otherwise this episode might be all in vain. You've been able to sit down. Did you sit down by yourself, or did you sit down with your wife Hannah, and did you watch episode one? Sat down with Hannah. Yeah. We have have put aside Monday nights, uh, our chosen nights. She's never oh. seen it either. Wow. We watched episode one. Yeah. And, bro, hook, line, and sinker, man. <laughs> it, it got me. It got now, me. Did, did you, were you both disciplined enough to say, okay, put the phone down? We're just stick, sticking to episode one. Yes. Okay. It, it's it's, it's going to be hard, but it's going to work because if we time it after the kids go to bed, yeah. It's, it's a good chunk because Hannah's not a late night person. We get to squeeze one in, she like peels it. off, and then. I get into to old school. I'm getting in the studio for hip hop stuff late at night, Monday night. So it's good. It right. works perfect for everyone. Okay, this is good. I, I like the, look this 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 podcast is not only you know taking us through the chosen, but we're also changing people's lives. As in you and you and Hannah are now got a date night together to watch this right. television show. <laughs> Come on, is that, I've got a feeling that I, I'm going to be the one with a blanket over my lap and weeping during it. And she's going to be the one going, what, what's the deal? <laughs> We've swapped sides. Join the club. Join the club. Yeah. I think you're, you're going to be one. Of, I, I, that's exactly how we experience experience the Chosen as well. All right, let's take our first break. I want to, uh, in a lot of the announcements that um, they just gave about the Christmas special uh, coming up uh, for this year's Christmas special for the Chosen, they announced that for King and Country, two boys originally from Australia, uh, the Small Bone Brothers, are, getting, are going to be featured artists on the on the. Uh, Christmas special. So why don't we have a listen to them right now? This is their latest single For God Is With Us. You're on the unofficial Chosen broadcast. Did you imagine Did you believe in A true love that gave us A brand new beginning no This is the unofficial Chosen broadcast. 
And we're back on this, our second episode of the unofficial Chosen broadcast. Now, Ev, you're with me. It's DJ here with Ev. Uh, one of the scariest things happened to me during the week because I've I've put out the news that the we've started the podcast. I've been talking, hyping it up for a little bit for a few weeks. We've finally done it. Uh, the, you know, the podcast is out there. The live episodes are happening on the on the telly. And I got a message on my Instagram account from at the chosen series from the official account. Come on. Now, was it a warning? Was it a warning? (laughs) When I saw it pop up, I was waiting for a cease cease and desist. (laughs) Our lawyers will be there shortly. No, but good news. It was very nice. They they were very simple and they said um, something like, can't wait, send us a link when it's out. You know, type oh, of come thing. On. So, so look the the the, the relation we've said right at the beginning. One of the purposes of this show is for us to make a connection with the chosen television series and all the crew behind it, and our and our beloved Dallas Jenkins. And uh, you know, so the, the the first seed is already planted. I'm just saying the tiniest of mustard seeds come has on. been planted. That that is great because I thought it was going to be something like, "Hey, look, um, <laughs> we heard the the saxophonist <laughs> joke." <laughs> and we really feel you guys should show a little bit more restraint and respect for our creators. <laughs> yeah, well, um, so far so good. So far so good. Let's let's hope that we can uh, stay on their good books. Now, we're getting into our very first episode. This is season one, episode one. Eventually, later on down the track, we'll get we'll get to the pilot episode. But we're going to just start where everybody starts. Season one, episode one. It's called "I Have Called You by Name." It was released on the nineteenth of April 2019, so the time of this recording is, you know, two and a bit years old, um, and the very first thing, you know, that you see when it comes up here, and I think because this is the first episode that we're doing, it's important as people are experiencing this, experiencing this for the first time, there might be some people who've got some apprehension about the whole thing still, even if they've just watched episode one and they're like, I'm not convinced. I think this. I think the title screen that you get right at the beginning is really important to make a note, and I'd love your take on it. It says, "It says if the chosen is based on the true stories of the gospels of Jesus Christ, some locations and timelines have been combined or condensed, backstories and some characters or dialogue have been added." I when that disclaimer when that disclaimer came up, I was like that that's actually worded really well because what when you asked last week what are some of your thoughts going into it, my biggest thing was I want to mentally prepare myself to let go of yes. certain things coming in yeah. to understand that in order for them to tell some of these stories, there's gotta be some liberties taken yeah. and some uh, you know, creative license to to fill the dialogue. And I love how they worded the bit to say, um, you know, what, what we have added is yes. to enhance the the stories from the gospel and we encourage everyone, uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but we no, encourage everyone right. to, to go and read it for themselves. And I was like, yeah. this is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love it. I love it. Great description. And the final paragraph there, the original names, locations, phrases have been transliterated into English. Uh, for anything spoken, uh, the the exciting thing is, you know, now that now that they're two seasons in, within the app, you now they're now doing a massive job of employing um, voice actors and translators 
and they're putting it into multiple languages so nice. people can experience the chosen, you know, without subtitles in there in the languages that they want. So that's the opening screen there. And I think when when it says backstories and some characters or even dialogue have been added, I, I think that's a nice subtle way of saying it because I don't want to freak people out. What they really should say is like, hey, listen, we've added a ton, all right? <laughs> this <Yeah>. is <laughs> A lot of it is going to be made up. Just chill, go with us. Because the point is they do want to encourage people to, to, to develop a taste for the stories contained in the Gospels. And, I, mm. and you know, to, to show my cards a little bit, I think they do. I think they do. So, uh, we and again, I'll just fly through really quickly because want, I want to get into the points of what, what we see. The story is mostly told around the opening scene. We go back to the place of um, Magdala in 2 BC, to, you know, on the calendar. We get a set-up scene. We then go into, fast forward to to the woman years later, 26 AD in Capernaum, in the city of Capernaum there around Jerusalem, you know, around Israel, ancient Israel. And we, we, have, this, we have this woman who is known as Lily, you know, is set up there. What were your feelings watching this for the first time? Okay, so I, at the start... When I, I saw that being introduced, I'm like, oh, okay, we're we're starting off a couple of years before Jesus' birth. Okay, they're setting up the scene here, <laughs> and then it skipped forward. And I'm like, whoa, this is like we've skipped all the way to where he's going to start his his ministry stuff. Uh, and then when I I saw this this woman there, and then it panned down to the that doll that she was holding when she was a kid mm. yeah. that, that had aged. I was like, okay, this is uh, they're setting up a big kind of situation here for. For this particular character, um, yeah, I'm, they yeah, that's where I got I got hooked immediately. I was like, "This is great." Um, All right, in. so the story the storytelling the storytelling mode hooked you straight away. Yeah, big time. Because oh. I, my biggest thing is where where are they going to start, uh, and who are they going to start to introduce first? And then my biggest thing in my head was, at what point do they introduce Jesus? Uh, yeah. So that yeah. that just kept me kept me going. It was awesome. <laughs> I will get we'll get there. It keeps you on the edge of the seat there. So, um, so this woman playing Lily, uh, we need to give a shout out to uh, the actress Elizabeth uh, Tabish. I, th- I think is uh, you know how we how we uh, how we know say her name. A wonderful actress. Uh, it goes from a crazy scene with with her with blood on her hands and a guy running away to the Roman guards and everything, and then boom, straight into the title sequence mm. of the show. Now, first experience, I don't know, this is a weird thing to ask, but I really want to ask because you're a musician and you're a producer and everything like that. What did you think of the title sequence? Did I dug it. It was, it was different. I, it was not what I expected. I thought, you know, yeah. the temp, the temptation would be, Oh, how do we, how do we sample some kind of ancient sounding thing and, and get it in the zone. But I love when you got a uh, historical fiction but the yes. music to it is is a modern take on it. Like um, yep. a, another show did that really well. I don't know if we're going to mention names of other shows, but I'll you can mention okay. it. Yeah, yeah. The, the like Vikings, for example. The the song yes. in, at the intro to that it gets stuck in my head every time, and it's like I, it it sounds like Vikings are singing it, but it's this like modern yeah. kind of folky rock European sounding stuff. It's yeah, it was really well done. 
I think you bring a great great thing up there, Ev, because with when I first saw this, and again, it's not wildly great graphics. I mean, we've got to be honest here. It's just simple fish going against the flow, okay? Like, yeah. you know, the graphics are very simple. But the fact that they're taking their time and even have this sort of bluesy, whalesy, gospely type of modern singing, I was like, oh, they're making a modern television show. Like this thing, something mm. that I'd watch on HBO or a Breaking Bad or a, one of these things. This is a modern show with the same type of – like, it's, there's a genre to this. Yeah, because e- even though the, the title screen and stuff, it, it seemed out of place, that was the moment I looked over to Hannah and I said, hey, you know what? I think this is going to surpass my expectations. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm telling you right now, I think this is going to be much – more well done than I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, and I was oh, right. This is good. We're, and we're only three minutes in. Yeah. We're only three or four minutes in. This is great. Uh, so, you know, music by Matt Nelson, Dan Hasseltine, we see that pop up. Written by Ryan Swanson, Dallas Jenkins, Tyler Thompson. Dallas Jenkins. And then directed by Dallas Jenkins again. So, obviously, Dallas Jenkins, his name pops up there quite a few times. He's like, okay, this guy's, this guy's pretty important to the whole thing. Um, and then very quickly, we open up and we meet uh, two important characters in this story, at least at the beginning, Zahora and Nicodemus. Nicodemus, a, a, a famous rabbi in the scripture, played by one of those actors who is, I call them a that guy yeah, actor. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're watching a movie, when you're watching a movie, a television show, you go, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. Oh, it's that guy. What's his name? I don't know. It's one of, you know, that I guy. Know, but he's in everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Eric Avari. Uh, I hope I'm saying his name right. He has been in every television show. He's been in a thousand yeah. different movies. Um, and he's playing a very uh, special, uh, you know, uh, rabbi, you know, that is a historical person, Nicodemus. And then we have his wife, Sahora. We also introduce in that opening scene uh, to this Roman leader called Quintus, um, who's this, you know, just in there, pops his head in, played fantastically by Brandon Potter. And I'm even not even, I don't even, even though I want to give credits to these people, because you haven't seen the rest of the series, I don't even want to tell you if they, if they come back again. Like, I don't want to say, you know, season regular or anything. I really want to keep it spoiler free for you. But, you know, Quintus gets in and we see straight away that there's a very strange relationship between the Jewish leaders and the Roman ruling class and how they have to work together to keep everything everything together. Any any takes on that? Yes. So I think in our introductory episode last week, you said what's something I'd like to see. And I said I'd love to see some, you know, historical context uh and and cultural context and i love how in almost immediately you're you're seeing that it's not just a two-tiered kind of society they're living there are multiple levels and layers to you know existing in a place under roman rule under Mm. you know religious leadership under Mm. you know working class under those who are really in the struggle and like very quickly they introduce all these layers and characters that are running parallel with each other, and some of them yeah. aren't even interacting, but but they're impacting each other because they're in the same community. I, yeah, that was really well done. Man. We then get we then get introduced to a wonderful uh, actor Paras Patel, who uh, is playing. And I, you know, because you've seen the episode one, uh, you know, you sort of work it out as you're watching it for the first time. You're like, who's this guy? He's playing a Jewish tax collector called Matthew. And uh, we're introduced, you know, to his very clean surroundings. He's got a wardrobe full of the same outfit. 
He's got a you know line of sandals, all exactly the same, <laughs> you know, type of thing. <laughs> so there's obviously some level of some sort of you know something going on there. There's there, there, yeah. he's 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 some sort of way on the spectrum. Uh, again, we're following the story. You know, the few stories that we're following is is Nicodemus and him dealing with the rabbis and you know the young you know young leaders there. And then we're also following the story of uh, Matthew and his role as a tax collector. We introduce his the Roman guy that is he looks after him, uh, Gaius or Gaius, played by Kirk B R Waller, great actor playing the Roman centurion who has to look after Matthew, the text collector. And he doesn't really even, <laughs> you know, is totally disdain for them type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love him as a character and the way that he talks to him there. And then, we, and then we're brought, and then we're brought, the, the two stories are brought together. And this is the person of Nicodemus, Nicodemus as a religious leader. And the original story that we bumped into of this woman, Lily, um, you know, who's opening up with, you know, the, the blood on her hands and everything like that. And she lives in the red quarter of town, the bad side of town. And there's obviously something spiritual going on because they've brought, they've brought the priest in, you know, type of attitude, like you'd have in a horror movie. What, what was your take on yeah. that, Ev? Bro, I, I was watching this, this bit and I'm like, okay, how are they going to approach uh, this, you know, this situation here? Cause it's, it's funny. Cause when he comes in at, uh, to a place he didn't want to be where he's, yeah. he's putting his, you know, expectations from his own people aside to try and keep the peace between the Romans and stuff. And there's even some cool tensions there that were, that were great. He almost looks yeah. reluctant and unconfident when he enters that situation to step yeah. up as the spiritual guy and, and kind of being a little bit out of his depths a little bit in that situation. But man, I, um, I kind of really like the way that they portrayed her because, you know, from us in a really Western perspective, you know, we we put everything to mental health. Whereas if you mm. travel somewhere, and you'd probably be familiar with this, somewhere, in, you know, in South Africa and places, they'd attribute a lot of stuff to something spiritual. Yes. This situation, I feel like they married the two and they said, hey, there's this person that is just so tormented and afflicted. There's some spiritual stuff going on, but the emotional mental trauma is massive and they are yeah she's just not in a good place man and i i love no. the way they they married those two things to say this is someone who is heavily afflicted and tormented and yeah needs healing in all of those places um yes yeah beautiful both 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 spiritually and mentally they yeah. you've, you've 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 summed that up really really well the two sides there they've portrayed it faithfully to to you know to 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 the culture of the time but also us as westerners coming in we can see that there is a lot of trauma in this woman's life mm. multiple levels multiple yeah. levels and we'll get into it we'll get into it and how nicodemus the uh the jewish priest the the Pharisee the leader is obviously woefully in unprepared <laughs> as a as an exorcist you know to be able to, to be to be in this space so uh, we're about to be introduced to two brothers but before we go there we, it's time for us to take another quick break um, I'd love to throw to you uh, you know Ev to to as as your role as the, on the prof as the prophet. Uh, you know, working with crosswords and stuff. You've put out, um, you know, been mastermind producing behind the scenes and stuff like that. Some fantastic compilations. Uh, last year, uh, you know, as as part of what you do, the Uprock 
uh, Hip Hop Summit, which is an amazing conference, basically, for hip hop artists, Christian hip hop artists all over the world coming together. It's absolutely amazing. You are able to be put out uh, an amazing compilation album, double album. Come on. I'd love you to pick one of the one of the songs off there, and I know you. I know for you, it's like picking your favorite child, but yeah. <laughs> you got to give us one. So long as the other children aren't listening, um, I can pick one. No, <laughs> but yeah, look on on that one, uh, disc two. I think it's track seven. It's called Under the Table, and I wanted to pick this oh. for a few reasons. One, it, it it's there's some multilingual stuff in there. We we mentioned South Africa. There's some Afrikaans, but my man and both of our dear friends, Mystery. Uh, does some yes. of his lyrics in Hebrew because of his his cultural background, and I feel oh, it's I love it. it's it's very fitting because we're talking about painting the picture for the culture of uh, the setting of episode one. So let's do well, it. Well, when you've got beats by my favourite UK beat maker, Reflex the Architect, it's got to be it's got to be great. All right, but so you can't go wrong. All right, let's listen to that now. Under the table from Uprock, the tenth compilation. Here on the unofficial chosen broadcast. Ace and even still a winner in the vendor of a clunk, new wine skin, many a spinters in the drunk, Mazileo Bure, Opasilk and the Hesabank, Kumder, Payme, Hedrafter, Sessenes and the Brand, as if a sin, but the Kassanga Dapahani interessante, Danga, Frena, bring the darkest man. The unofficial chosen broadcast is brought to you by the Tele.Live. Tune in today. God is gracious and great. I'm satiated, satisfied. He changed my state. Now I have tasted Christ. I will stand before you transformed eventually. I'm filled not to be spilled, but poured out intentionally. And welcome back to the unofficial chosen broadcast. It's DJ and Evan here. We're talking about episode one, season one of The Chosen. Now, we leave the red quarter of where we were just at, Nicodemus dealing with this uh, this obviously possessed woman, Lily, mm. and then we head into a a fight scene oh, of yes. uh, some, <laughs> some sort of crazy fight scene, and we're introduced to, as you were hoping on last episode, Simon Peter and his brother Andrew. Yeah. Now, what was your take on this? I loved it. I was like, as soon as it went over to them, and, and I saw punches being thrown and, and all this stuff. I was like, oh, I, th- I think we're about to meet some fishermen here. We're going to meet some fishermen. <laughs> now, I, immediately, yeah. immediately, one of your points that I laughed at a lot last week was you imagine Simon Peter as a huge burly fisherman. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, you know, wonderful stuff from the actors who were portraying him. Uh, Shahar Isaac playing Simon Peter and the wonderful Noah James playing Andrew. Shahar Isaac, not exactly the biggest person in the room. No, but he's but he's hard, and I was like, That's, yeah. yeah, I was like, he's got to be, he's got to be hard because, you know, so many times when they've retold the stories and the disciples come in, it, it looks like someone just brought the book club down from the community center, and they're just these like weird dudes, and you're like, nah, man, like that. They were very different people, and and yeah. the fishermen, they would have been pretty pretty. You know, harder dudes, manual labour, yes. without the luxury of power tools and, you know, working class under two different legal systems. There's a lot of pressure to, you know, totally. get totally. through life. I, I, I love the dynamic of the of the brothers straight away, Andrew and, and Simon Peter. And I love the fact, the choice that they made of casting Shahar uh, Isaac, uh, an Israeli uh, actor, theatre person, and everything. And I, um, I think he's Israeli um, in that in that role. 
He's a diminutive guy. Like you can see, he's a little compact unit. But mm. I immediately, as people who, who you know, as as friends, I've got a lot of friends who are shorter in stature. There's a bit of a small man, small man syndrome. There's a bit of a short man syndrome where they overcompensate on how tough they are. Yeah. And I felt that coming through with Simon Peter. I don't know if that was just my take. Yeah. Did you did you get anything like that? So I I had the two two times my mind were blown with how they portrayed people. One was yeah. how they portrayed Matthew. I I hadn't pictured him in that light. I knew he was hated yes. and this and that, but I didn't picture him as this kind of, you know, pedantic, clean freak dude, but it, it kind of made a lot of sense. I was great. And the second was was Simon um, because I, yeah. in my mind, I've always pictured him as this big burly guy. But yeah. in this sense, he's not, but he's still a hard dude and, you know, maybe there's the old... Uh, you know, we went from The Rock to Kevin Hart um, <laughs> very quickly. I pictured The Rock and we got an awesome Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah. And, now and talking, another, talk. Oh, I was about to say a side note. I laughed that Andrew was played by a guy who looked like a Middle Eastern version of Andy from Hamish and Andy. I was like, this is great. <laughs> It's a perfect name. There's a good, there's a good Aussie <laughs> reference for you. That's great. That's great. Now the other the the thing that I loved uh, immediately, uh, and this is just me being a soft romantic at heart, is that um, Simon Peter. We are introduced to his wife. Uh, her, her character name is Eden, uh, played phenomenally, I think, by Laura Silver, a wonderful actress, and the dynamic between Simon Peter, who's a total rogue, yeah. and this beautiful godly woman as his wife. Uh, Totally got me. The, they portray it romantically. They portray it, you know, as a real couple. I love that. Yeah. It's 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 always like you just expect this kind of weird robot dynamic when you go to a, a historical show about what a husband and wife would look like. And I love the way they yep. did that, man. Yeah. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here. We we then go back to we, – we spend some time with Lily – and we see the things that that, are, that has traumatised her. Mm. We see not only that her father died when she was little and, uh, you know, gave her that Isaiah, um, you know, the passage from Isaiah that had taught her to pray and that she's still trying to pray. And they have that through the, you know, the through the physical thing of this little dolly, you know, going through there. Uh, she's also traumatised by the Roman soldiers, um, obviously uh, taking advantage her, of her, raping her, that type of thing. And so all of that is portrayed not only as, as, as mental and physical trauma, it's also portrayed as something that, you know, is spiritually overtakes her. Mm. Now, now, I don't want to put you on the spot here, Ev, but you've worked with people who have serious mental issues and you're... You're a lot more savvy than I am in that professional space. Do you feel that this was portrayed, especially as they followed this Lily character to the place where she was contemplating suicide on the edge of the cliff? Mm. How do you feel all of that was portrayed? So I, I was watching it and for me, I was like, okay, obviously the, the big picture painted here is is this demon possession, but that they've introduced the, you know, the mental health, the emotional you know, the, the trauma side of things as well. And I feel like they, they portrayed it really well in a lot of ways. And it, it kind of almost felt like the, you know, chicken or egg situation. It's like, did the, that trauma lead to opening her up to that, that spiritual stuff? Or was uh-huh. it trauma that was enhanced because of this, this thing? And it was this weird, like, 
you know, for a lot of people, it's it's like okay, you know, mental health and homelessness, or or or, or drug abuse and mental health. It's it's like a which came first situation. And yes. the one thing I saw, which I've I've seen in person in different spaces, and and to be perfectly vulnerable, felt some some similar things in some of my own experiences where she gets to this point of of being so overwhelmed with what's going yeah. on in her head that she tries to ground herself by pumping her fist into her forehead mm. Mm. And, and i've i've seen that in in multiple spaces but this kind of like you know it almost looks to be just i'm, I'm just banging my head because it, it sucks in here but it's almost this like this grounding like snap me back to reality here i want this yeah. stuff gone i want i'm done you know you could just see that this this person is you know could be so quickly written off by one side of society for the trauma and be written off by the other side of society because of the spiritual stuff and oh. both could put her in the too hard basket and and she's just like wandering but just so clearly just afflicted and in so many ways when she's wandering around and she's having this moment and she's banging her head she's you know where she's about to literally walk to the ledge yeah. and she almost seems invisible when she's walking mm. through certain parts mm. of the marketplace and I'm like, man, it doesn't matter what point in history, you, you could see that today if you go into town. You could see somebody walking around basically invisible wow. but not realizing the, the level of torment that's going on uh, inside yeah. the head. And they, they portrayed that like ridiculously well. I mean, other people might see it and go, oh, you know. To, but personally, I feel like they, they portrayed that duality of – the spiritual stuff and the mental health stuff really well. And this is why I'm so excited that you're on this journey with me because you can bring your, you know, you can bring your take on this and, and I've, I've disvalued that so much. Tell me about the, the one of the only times that the that the show let me down because I'm the world's harshest critic and I'm a horrible person. Oh, well, no, you're not when, horrible. When, you? <laughs> when this... Well, <laughs> <laughs> when this Lily character is standing on the ledge, I, I it gets better in repeated viewings, but I remember my first impression of this is like, oh, the special effects budget isn't really good here. I don't really get a sense that she's in any danger. It feels like she's on sort of a fake ledge or anything like that. Did you feel any of that or were you in the moment with with her experience? Yeah, so that? when she was wandering, I was I was really engaged cause it, and the reason why, and I keep saying it, is I just... I really like that they took the two worldviews with trauma, mental health yes. and spiritual demonic stuff from two different parts of the world, how they'd view that. Uh, and so I was really engaged. And then when she walked to the ledge, I, I, I wasn't, I don't even remember the, the visuals because I was actually a bit on the edge yeah. of my seat because I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I had a feeling this character was something else. And I was yes. like, are they going to, is this going to happen and that's going to show yeah. what what this revered religious leader was unable to do? Um, you know, no, yeah. no one could have helped her. Well, but anyway, that, that, that had me pretty on edge because I was like, no. You were, you, were literally, you were literally on the edge yeah, with I was her. Like, there's more to her. There's going to be more to her. Come on, man. <laughs> Get off here. And then the bird, the bird comes up. I'm like, oh, here we go. Come on. Okay. So you, when the bird flies, flies by and she's enraptured by this bird and then follows the bird – uh, you know, back to back to you know the local pub where she where she's good friends with the um, 
the uh, soul, the uni- his name is Soul in the uh, in the credits, the unique bar- bartender there, where you know seedy side of town. When she follows the the dove back to that place, that was believable to you, as in like I, I, again. This and this is why I love doing this with you because I'm coming at it from a total different side. A little part of me was like, "What a do- like she's looking at a dove and going to follow a dove." What's, what's, yeah, like, what's this? I was a bit, yeah. I was a bit like write it off. But I've heard from other people and other 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 people who've who've experienced th- having a moment on the edge, and a little sign, the smallest sign, yeah, man, can be taken as oh, I've got hope, yeah. And I, I was I was even going to add a different layer to that. So I I didn't actually see that as which means I probably I missed it until the end. Like I missed the initial thing of oh she's following this thing because she feels called to something. I yeah. saw that as wait, okay something's distracted her, and it's it's pulled her. But the way she was kind of staring at it, and there was just this blank numb kind of thing it wasn't like a disney moment of oh yes the animals are calling me <laughs> la, la, la. No. like it was it was this like blank numb empty shell of, yeah. of a woman following this thing almost looking out the top side of her eye and and what how i related to that yeah. was was just being so empty and and exhausted that you know like i've i've seen you know, people that have hit such a point of just exhaustion from being in the, in survival mode, you know, from, from, yep. you know, extreme anxiety for such a long amount of time and just hitting that kind of break breakdown moment where they might just sit and just stare at a tree or, you know, watch yeah. the waves of the ocean, but you're not really, you're just staring and it's just like, I'm so done, but right. I'm just taking a breather. And I feel like, at first, I thought it was like that. Like she's just, I, I just, I'm just gonna follow this bird. There's, yeah. there's some sort of beauty to this. I'm just looking at this bird and wandering around. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe it's not even really there. Maybe she's just having some sort of episode. You know, <laughs> seeing a bird. Well, but yeah, but she was following it, and I was like, that was actually kind of, kind of cool. Okay. Um, oh, that's good. That's. So good. I didn't okay, see so it as it, like a miraculous, like, no. oh, this is leading her. But, but obviously, it was. Um, yes, but it yes. was a very you know under the surface. It was very sub subtext. It was now yeah. besides besides that, we then get a a layering of characters with uh, Simon Peter and his brother Andrew and their fishing fishing uh, job as fishermen. We now have bring we bring them together with the tax collector Matthew. They owe taxes, and Matthew is their tax collector, and so there's a massive tension between there and Simon reveals how he is now working for the Romans through, you know, and we don't mm. know if it's, is it, is it true? Is it false? Is he telling a story? What's going on here? He's, and so there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, tension and dynamics between uh, his brother and, uh, you know, b- between Andrew and Simon Peter, they're obviously not in a good space together. Uh, Simon Peter's not in a good space with all the money that they owe. Um, and this puts Matthew and his Roman centurion, in a funny place as well because they have to follow up and check on this and it's like hang on what's going on here how did how, again first viewing through what did you what was your take on all of this yeah i was like i said i you know i wanted to picture them as these kind of harder rough around the edges kind of guys but they they really did the whole kind of 
you know, blue collar, working class, <laughs> yeah. you know, trying to do their best for, for their family while living under a very corrupt system of, you know, having to, you know, jump through hoops for the Romans, but also having to tiptoe around their own convictions with their cultural beliefs yep. as well for the religious leaders. And you know what? I At first it's like I didn't really kind of picture that, but when you put yourself in that position, it's like at what point living in a dual society like that, like where do you draw the line on on breaking certain rules on either side to do what's best for your family, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's it's a breeding ground for for corruption or or just poor choices. Yes. And I think they kind of like painted that kind of well. It's like, dude, this is like one of the main guys that we respect when we read the gospels, but in reality, like being a bit of a tight spot, you know, culturally kind of existing in that space, so you know, it really humanizes people. Yeah, totally, totally. I, uh, yeah, I do remember my first take of watching it there and having it all click where we've got Matthew is dealing with, you know, and I, and I sort of missed on the very first viewing that this was Matthew. I'm like, I sort of missed the name along the way. And I was like, oh, hang on, this is supposed to be Matthew, the text collector. But yet he's some sort of, is, is he on the spectrum? Is he autistic? Is he OCD? Yeah. What is going on here? And... And the 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 idea that 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 the local fishermen would owe taxes and be paying it through him, I was like, again, not in yeah. the gospel that we read, not in the word that we read, but as a story element, as a plot element, I was totally in. I was like, this is yeah. great, this is excellent. Well, let's take let's take take a quick break, and when we come back for our final section here on the show, we're going to talk about what happens to Lily when she gets back to the pub and her experience as Oof. she follows the dovey. And we wrap up this our very second episode, watching the first episode of The Chosen. <laughs> let's go. Pop the telly on, in the morning. Pop the telly on in the afternoon. We pop the telly on in the evening. I pop the telly on, cause there's nothing better to do. So pop the telly on. Pop the telly on, pun telly on, pop the telly on, pun telly on, pop the telly on, pun telly on. Let's go! Pun telly on, pop the telly on, It's DJ Payne and Evan, a.k.a. The Prophet, here with our final wrap-up of Season 1, Episode 1 of The Chosen. Now, we have one final scene, you know, one final moment. Game changer. Where it's all building to. Now, if we can both get through this without getting choked up, yeah. <laughs> you know, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. <laughs> so we have we have a, a, a wonderful moment where Mary is being led back to the same pub that she's just left. We have that funny moment where Andrew and Peter are literally walking past her on the way out, and she's walking in, and she's at the end of a at the end of a tether. She wants the alcohol. She wants to drink away her troubles. That's it. And we have a shadowy figure in the background. We just see his shoulder, and then all of a sudden we realise. Wait a minute, who's this guy? <laughs> and, and, I, and for me, 
when I was watching it, I I forgot the first time I watched this through, I forgot that Jesus was even no. a character. Well, they haven't even introduced him yet. <laughs> we're, 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 we're 55, you know, 50 minutes into a 55 minute show and we get a, ha- a hand on on Lily's hand saying, and, and the opening line from the, this, this is, this is not for you. She, she has, is having an episode. She obviously is feeling traumatized. She leaves, but this guy's not having any of it. He follows her. And then we get a moment and I'll get choked up. But when he says her name, bro, Mary, I was like, and you see it in the end. This is where she's a great actress. Uh, shout out to Elizabeth. She, the, the, the weights of the hit of a stranger saying Mary to yeah. her. Ooh. Come on, bro. That like, Ooh. It, it killed me, man, because I was, I paused it around the bird scene. Because I had a had a you know fatherly duties to deal with. It yes. came back. I didn't. I never wanted to pause. I was like, I need to watch this whole way through. But when I saw how much time was left, I was like, we're coming up to the end. And when they passed each other, I'm like, oh, they're passing the they're passing the story. We're going to come back to her, and maybe these two are going to go for one last fish to try and pay off their taxes. And this is where we're going to meet him. But we're going to see Jesus from their perspective when he comes and asks to follow him. I was like. Oh no! Yeah. No, we're following her. Okay, cool, cool. Um, and then the hand goes on her. She turns, and as soon as his face came in the screen, I was like, "Yes, it's not white Californian hippie Jesus. This is this is a proper <laughs> proper Jesus." Yeah. And then when she walks out, and he and we went from her following a bird of in in proper, you know end of the line having an episode like mental breakdown to then him following her and when he calls out her name the penny drops on who this character is it's mary magdalene and the fact that this this person who has been called another name because of her lifestyle because of where she is because of the things that are going on who's been invisible and for those who pretend they see her have been taken advantage of her someone who sees who she truly is calls out her real name and she feels seen as her for the first time in a long time probably was just powerful yeah man um and he puts quoting that scripture from isaiah that you know Going back to when she was a kid, when she was scared, her dad taught it to her. When she was on the edge, she was kind of almost thinking about that going, well, I've been told not to fear. I've been told that you've called me by name. Mm -hmm. I'm yours. I'm part of your people, God, but why am I so? Thing He quotes that to her and puts his hands around her head and it's just like this immediate. And it wasn't this real drawn out, you know, miraculous thing. It was just... He put his hands around her head and you could just feel that that peace entered her mind. The chaos was silenced and just, and then he just embraces her. And I'm like, that was, that's, that's where it got me like big time. That was like a a kick in the chesticles right in the heart, (laughs) bro. And and, and then, and and literally uh, the embrace and... End of end of the episode. Like Bomb. that's it. The end of the episode. You left. You left at <laughs> this emotional wreck. Going, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
Oh, uh, so at dude. the end at the end of episode one and again, this is the embarrassing thing for me. I've seen this episode countless times. I think I get more emotional with it every time I see it. You're <laughs> you're watching it for the first time. So at the end of this episode, I don't think you've already allayed my fears here, but my fear was we would get to the end of this episode and you would go. Yeah, that's a bit uh, cheap. Yeah, not, for, not me. for me. <laughs> this, not for me. This show is going to be a weird show. How do you, you're you're in. I'm I'm in, man. I I hundred percent like the. Th- I kept just wondering when they were going to introduce him, when they were going to introduce yeah. him, and when they finally did, it it was, it was the climax of the episode. It was a big deal, but at the same time, they didn't make such a big deal about it. He just peacefully. Yeah came in and just dropped that love bomb on her man <laughs> and like yeah. that yeah. that hit me yeah. so hard because the one thing that I said last episode was so many times when people are retelling it uh, the the gospel stories is this sense of anticipation but really when hundreds of years have passed you, you you're just going amongst your day and you're like if it happens it happens um, yes, and then obviously there's there's aspects of it, you know, where you saw the graffiti on the wall, and they translated it, which is the Messiah is going to come and take down yeah. the Romans and stuff. So there was all these like little bits and pieces, but people were getting about their normal day, and then behind the scenes, very humbly but powerfully, God's come to town, yeah. man. Like, yeah, and <laughs> and uh, this is good. This is good. This is good. You, you. <laughs> I think I think you're you're exactly on the on the right page and you have to you have to be on. Okay, so that's our that's our take on on season one, episode one, our first time through. I want to do something at the end of each of these episodes when we watch when we watch an episode, and that is for both of us individually to give it a mark. And here's here's my here's my thinking around the mark. Dallas Jenkins and the crew, we've we're the teachers in the classroom. Okay. If you're a teacher, I'm a teacher. We've said to Dallas Jenkins and the crew, go make a first episode of a television show about the life of the Christ that will make us all interested in these people and the characters. And they've come back and they've given us this. What do we mark it out of 100? Oof. What percentage do we give it? <laughs> oh, man. Do you want to go first on this one? I'll go for I'll go first because I'm throwing it at you here, and I'm and I'm still I really haven't decided decided myself. This is where, even though I've been you know getting emotional on, at the end of this episode and talk praising up all the actors, to me when I first watched this, it still felt really clunky. There are some clunky moments in it. There were moments where I felt like, oh man, are we? We're in, a, we're in a farmyard in the back of Kansas here. We're not actually, you know, mm. some of the extra extra work and the background actors I was picking apart. I'm that type of horrible television viewer where I pull it all to pieces <laughs> like that. But, but it's all worth it, like you said, like you said, Ev, for the fist in the gut when Jesus approaches Mary at the end. Yeah. I, all of that, I would go through... Twice as bad clunky stuff to get to that emotional bit at the end. Like that was all worth it. So I'm torn between some of the technical aspects that I think they could do better, and the actual emotional you know storytelling that they do fantastically. So in the end, I'm going to give this 82 percent. Oof. Okay. 82 out of well, that's definitely a pass. I mean, oh, that's a, more than a pass. That's a really good grade. That's, you know, that's, I'm, I'm taking off some lovely. stuff. You, you know, but that's that's what I'm giving it. Okay, cool, cool. Well, I'm I'm 
similar but different. So I'm similar in the fact that that last bit absolutely just smashed me. And I was yeah. like, this this was everything was building to that moment. The flip of the, the name, the penny dropping, all this stuff. Yeah. And the way they introduced, you know, the main reason for the, the whole thing <laughs> yeah. uh, was <laughs> next level. But um, so I, I'd say I'd probably about an 85 for me. I'm 85 Ooh. because 85. The, that last bit hammered me. It surpassed yeah. my expectations in yeah. general. It ticked the boxes of the things of, you know, I was saying I really <laughs> hope they do. Yep, yep. And uh, I'm leaving breathing room because when it ended – I had this confidence that I know this is going to get so much better. Um, okay, I'm keen. So I like it. 85 oh, for me, which keen. is high. That's high. That's that's high. Look, I'm even gonna. I, I'm gonna. I'm thinking about yours, and I'm gonna drop mine down to 80. I'm gonna go 80. I've dropped down to as I think about some of the clunky moments. I'm dropping mine down to 80. percent I'm being even harsher. You're being the Simon Cowell I'm being even of this. Harsher. <laughs> I know, and I'm now I'm now thinking Dallas Jenkins is going to listen to this, and we're going to get we we are going to get a cease and desist letter <laughs> after all. <laughs> now listen, we we absolutely love it. We're going to be back next week. Between now and next week, watch season one, episode two. Come on, and uh, we will watch it as well. And we we'll back next week as as your uh, as your avatars in watching the chosen uh, you know the chosen show. Ev, thank you so much for your time, buddy. Man, absolutely honoured to be here. Come on. All right. We'll we'll see you next time on the unofficial Chosen broadcast. Thank you for downloading and listening to the unofficial Chosen broadcast. Theme music from the Chosen soundtrack by Matthew S. Nelson and Dan Hasseltine. New episodes of this show are broadcast first on Fridays over on the tally.live. The podcast version then comes out the following Monday. You can subscribe for free in all good podcasting apps. This growing conversation about The Chosen is brought to you by the tally.live. The Tally is a new kind of online streaming Christian radio station. Listen and join the Tally family over at www. Dot the tally dot live. Until next time, remember, you are chosen. This was another DJP.fm production.